Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 achievers growing our lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Thanks to Territory Foods for supporting Earn Your Happy. Territory is a chef-driven marketplace of sustainably sourced, nutritionally dense, ready-to-eat meals. To save $75 across your first three orders and get free shipping, go to TerritoryFoods.com and use promo code Lori75. And a huge thank you to Liquid IV. Grab your favorite Liquid IV flavors nationwide at Walmart, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code HAPPY at checkout. It can be really scary when you put that pressure on yourself. Just because you did one thing well doesn't mean that everything you do is going to be amazing. And again, like take that pressure off yourself. Like you're allowed to fail. One failure doesn't make you a failure. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of Light Pink, best-selling author, three-time fitness world champion, 
and I'm a crazy multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me everywhere from being a broke waitress, barista, retails associate, and personal trainer with massive anxiety and no belief in myself to later becoming a multi-millionaire in love with my life. In 2007, my husband and I lost everything. We found ourselves hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt at rock bottom. We had no ideas and I had no education to fall back on. This is when I found personal development and learned everything I could about business, not by choice, but because I realized no one was coming to save me. The conversations on this podcast are going to let you know that you're not alone and that we all feel like we don't know what we're doing. We're going to give you the tools to help you face your fears, take action, start your business and grow those massive dreams that are keeping you up at night. It's time to create a life that you can't hide from and put so much on the line that your higher self is forced to come out. You're going to stop waiting for someone to approve of you and you're going to anoint yourself. Because I'm obsessed about building businesses that give women a platform, I want to feature you. So if you text the word podcast to 310-496-8363, you can get your questions answered on our Q&A segment along with a shout out. And if you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, we're choosing someone every month to get coached and featured on our show. It just might be you. So let's get started. everyone. Welcome back to the show. My guest today is Shannon Munson. She's a writer, speaker, entrepreneur who is passionate about helping women speak up, own their worth and take back their power. I'm telling you, I love this woman. She has serious girlfriend energy. And if you've never heard me say that, it is when you meet that person and you immediately drop in, you feel like you have been girlfriend's forever. She's a self-made serial entrepreneur and graduate of the University of Google, which I love. Shannon went from young stay-at-home mom to starting and scaling multiple seven-figure businesses from her living room floor with a monthly reach of over 5 million people. Shannon's mission is to close the gender gap, cancel traditional gender roles, and help women choose themselves first. She has consulted for hundreds of female-founded businesses, spoken at Harvard's Women in Business Conference, and been featured in Parents, Entrepreneur, and more named one of 12 female entrepreneurs you need to follow. Her stories and advice regularly go viral on social media with over 20 million views and a readership around the world. You guys, I have loved following her on social media. That is how I found her, fell in love, got her on the show. And now I just love the human that she is. And I'm so glad that she's in my life. I think you're going to feel that same energy that I felt. Not only that, but your life and business could change if you decide to implement some of this advice that she gives on here. All right, let's get started. Shannon, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited. We have so much good stuff to talk about. 
actually too much. So <laughs> I, I might need a part two and three with you. You're one of those people where I'm, I was stressing about what topic to pick. And it's my favorite thing to have to stress over is I have too much to talk to this woman about. So we were <laughs> just problem. talking before we were kind of like going back and forth and choosing topics. And, and I was like, do I want to do this or this? And I was like, well, we're going to try to fit all of them in. So we are going to focus most on seven myths of entrepreneurship. But Shannon, if anyone is not familiar with you, could you give me a little bit about your background? I know that you've started so many different businesses from your living room floor. That is literally why I love your story. And I also love, totally going to steal this, that you went to the school of Google. Yes. The University of Google. I got my entrepreneurship degree from the University of Google. (laughs) I started my career kind of as an accidental entrepreneur. So I was a personal trainer. I'd played volleyball growing up and in college and just thought, wouldn't it be so cool if I could do the thing that I love and Mm. get paid to do it? And very quickly realized that Actually, whoops, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> I didn't really, intend, didn't really intend to become an entrepreneur, but when you're a personal trainer, you only get paid when you're working with clients. Mm. And so that was kind of my entry into entrepreneurship. And I really enjoyed it and realized that I was you know, kind of good at some of these skills, but I was also a new mom and recently married and really trying to figure out how to make everything work. And that was really around the time that social media started to boom, you know, like Insta- this is so embarrassing to say out loud, but like Tinder didn't exist when I was dating. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Same. Instagram would, wasn't a thing until after I graduated from college. And I realized, oh, there's like an opportunity here. You know, mm. if I could, okay, if I have five clients in the gym right now, if I could get 15 people around the world on, you know, this Instagram app paying me for meal plans and workout plans, that could really, I could have a really good job. You know, I could make $30,000 a year or $40,000 a year. And so that's kind of my entrance into entrepreneurship. Just really, I had to pay the bills. It was a way that I felt I could creatively do it and kind of work from home around nap times and schedules. And that was the beginning of my first wellness business, which turned into a multiple six-figure business. And I realized, hey, we're onto something here and really just became obsessed with entrepreneurship. I love building communities and building products. So that was the first four businesses that I have launched in the past decade that have all been six, multiple six, and I've done two, seven and multiple seven figure businesses more recently. So it's just something that entrepreneurship, I didn't even know was a path and an option. Certainly serial entrepreneurship was a concept that I didn't hear about Mm. growing up. And I think there's just a really big opportunity, especially right now with the way the world is changing with COVID and the pandemic and working from home for people and and women, especially to create really flexible, cool jobs from Mm -hmm. home. So I am a serial entrepreneur. That's the best way to describe it. I'm so resonating with you. I started as a personal trainer and then I went online and I found that there was this blueprint that you could apply to many other businesses. And I'm still finding that. Now I'm doing a product company where yes, it's drastically different, but at the end of the day, it's kind of not. Like, yes, it's different personalities and and people that I need and different, you know, hiring and different things that I, uh, sourcing product. But at the end of the day, my skill sets that I am using the most and tapping into my zone of genius are all the same. So that is, I know that that's what you found as well with that, that same kind of blueprint being applied to everything. Was that just an aha moment for you? Were you like, what was that moment when you realized that? 
I think the biggest aha moment for me was realizing I went to a lot of years of school to become a registered dietitian and Mm. personal trainer. I mean, that was a, a lot of work. And as soon as I got out to the real world, I didn't have any of the skills that I needed. Right, right, <laughs> totally. To do the thing. And so that's why I joke about being a graduate of the University of Google because I learned everything on the internet and mostly free, you know, mm-hmm. how to market, sales psychology, networking. I mean, I coded, custom coded my own checkout page for my first business. Oh my God, that's it, amazing. Like all of these Squarespace and Wix and these easy to like, they... <laughs> I sound so old. They didn't exist. So if you wanted to accept money on the internet, you had to like figure out how to put a checkout page on your WordPress blog. And so I think that realizing that anything that we could want to do, there's someone out there that has already done it and can show you how opened up a world of entrepreneurship to me that I didn't even realize was available. It Mm -hmm. felt so exclusive, you know, people who are successful entrepreneurs, they didn't look like me, you know, at the time I had baby on each hip. Mm -hmm. Um, I never even expected to have a job, let alone run successful companies. And I think once you realize that people aren't smarter than you, they don't know Mm -hmm. more than you do. They don't, maybe they had more access, but internet has truly leveled the playing field for Mm -hmm. so many of us. That, that gets me really excited. Oh my God, me too. And I mean, even if you feel you don't have access now, there are ways to get access to people, even getting in rooms later on. You know, I know so many people who have sold couches or refrigerators to get in rooms that have changed their life. And I know that was the case for me, not selling couches or furniture, but it truly was like, oh my gosh, how do I hit this goal to get in the rooms to have access or to pay for that certain thing? Or it's such a different world that we are living in. So we're going to go through and we're going to do a little bit of rapid fire. Then we're going to jump into the seven myths. So if you guys do not follow her Instagram yet, I am telling you, like I go to your page just for inspo sometimes. Just I'm like, I need to talk about something. And I'm like, oh, she's got such good content that it will just spur your thought process. And they're just such good nuggets of like inspiration to make you want to speak up, want to use your voice. Like so many different, you are like pure girl power fire, like just so powerful. I love it. Okay. All right. So Thank you. Saying that my fridge. Ugh. Lori Lori said pure girl girl power. I'm gonna send I'll just send it to you. I'll send you a little note. Uh, like it'll just be on like the most random notepad paper. <laughs> I think it's all any of us would ever want from, from you, right. honestly. Oh great, great. It's gonna be great. Okay, so saying no. Tell me about why saying no is so important for your dreams. I think saying no is the most important thing you can do for your dreams because everybody wants something from you, (laughs) whether Mm -hmm. it is a child that wants time and attention, a friend that wants you to help them with something, someone that wants to network with you and pick your brain. Especially as you start to grow a business, you're going to realize that people want your time and energy and attention. Mm -hmm. And we all have limited options throughout the day. So everything that you say yes to means you've automatically said no to 10 other things. Opportunity cost is real. So the more you can really prioritize yourself and say yes to yourself and your dreams, the more opens up for you. So maybe that's saying, no, I'm not watching the kids on Saturday morning. I've been with them all week. These three hours are really important to me. And it's so important to me that you support me in this, Mm. that when you say no to taking that extra stuff, it gives you that opportunity to say, say yes to yourself, say yes to your dreams. So whether it's 
your business or you know when you set those boundaries at work, hey, I'm not going to be answering emails after six o'clock. That's my time. If you need me, I'll get to it at 8 a.m. the next day, 9 a.m. the next day. And now you've just opened up your evenings to work on your side mm-hmm. hustle. And so the more we can say no to other people's agenda, the more you can say yes to yourself. Oh, so good. Okay. Once you've set the boundary, how do you not go back and apologize or explain once it's done? What do you say to yourself to hold off of feeling bad about saying no and setting the boundary and not going back on your word? There's so many affirmations. This is something that I've worked on really hard because setting boundaries in my life has been very difficult. Yes, um, I, know, I think we have like <laughs> similar backgrounds and I was raised to believe that you make everybody around you happy and you yes. do the right thing. And you, you know, whether it was in the name of religion or being a good girl or whatever, like you yes. were supposed to just kind of put your head down and make everybody happy. And so there's some affirmations I love. Like it's safe to say, no, I trust my judgment. Mm. I'm not responsible for other people's happiness and keeping those reminders close by. I think our, when we want to say, sorry, right. When we want to say, Oh, I'm so sorry that I said no to this. It's because we're caretaking the other person's feelings Mm. instead of protecting the power that comes from saying no, you know, it's not mean to say no. And the more you can remember that, Hey, it's not mean to say, you know what? I can't do brunch this Friday morning. I would love to spend time with you another time. Thank you so much for the invite. And I'm actually really excited. I'm spending that time working on a book proposal I'm working on, and I would love your encouragement and feedback. Mm. It doesn't need to be an apology paired with the no, and you take away your power when you do that. Oh my God. So good. I have a business idea for us. We're going to make a t-shirt that has every single like no objection. And when people ask us, we'll just kind of point to whichever one. I'm obsessed with you right now because (laughs) I have t-shirts. I have sweatshirts launching with this next month. I'm not even kidding. That is so funny. Okay. I haven't announced anywhere, but they they literally just say, nope. (laughs) That is the best. I was literally like, we need to make some shirts. Okay. I will, I will send you all the boxes. <laughs> I literally cannot wait. Send them great, out. great. I'll help sell them. Okay. But how true is it that we're taught that if you say no, you're mean and we feel like you yes. have to apologize and like, how could you, and you're labeled a bitch mm-hmm. and selfish, especially as, as women. And I don't, I don't know how big of a percentage of your audience is mothers, but especially as a mother, I can't tell you how many times I've been like, Oh, how selfish of her to even mm-hmm. want that or what a bitch for saying that she totally. won't do that. Can you believe that? And it comes from this belief that our role is to make everybody else around us happy. Mm-hmm. I can't reject that harder. Your role is to make yourself happy. Mm-hmm. And how can you show up for other people if you're not taking care of yourself first? That's why I think saying no is actually a blessing, a gift. It's a kindness you do to others because it allows you to show up in your highest, fullest power. Preach, preach, preach. Oh my gosh. I have a chapter in my book that I released a while back now, but it says boundaries, not just for bitches. <laughs> because oh, I, love that. I, I had to write all about that. Clearly, I needed to like clear myself to let it be okay to be saying no. I literally remember when, so when I was writing my book, I got a lot of, in, in, my in-laws are like the greatest people ever. I'm obsessed with them. But I got so much flack from 
both sets of parents about my priorities. And I was like, I don't know how I'm supposed to write this without saying no, like for an extended period of time. And it taught me so much about my communication and my wording around them, like bringing them into the picture of saying no, like how many, you just said some beautiful examples of what you can say, like saying why it's important to you is so important, you know? And and so it can bring people on that journey with you. I absolutely love that. Okay. How can we learn to speak up more? Like, okay, we're at a dinner or we are at, you know, maybe we're in a room with people talking about a business idea and we have great things to say, but we're so afraid to say them. I think the most valuable advice that I could give you is try not to judge your thoughts Mm. before they come out of your mouth. So sometimes we'll do this. Well, maybe you want to pitch a business idea you have, right? You're at a table Mm -hmm. with people. There might be cool people in the room. You might say, oh, this might sound silly, but like, this is an idea I have, right? Mm -hmm. And when you do that, because you're uncomfortable, you want to kind of protect yourself if it's a bad idea, right? You want to kind of separate yourself from it. But what you do is you automatically take away your power because you're telling people how to feel about it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. The idea before it even comes out. So allow yourself the opportunity to just speak without making it a judgment about your thoughts and your ideas. Mm. So it's totally appropriate to say, I have an idea. I would love to hear your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Let them tell you it's stupid. Let them tell you it's silly. Like we're allowed to have silly, stupid thoughts. Everything you say doesn't have to be wonderful and amazing and, you know, (laughs) keynote worthy. Totally. So give yourself permission to just speak your thoughts that your words and your voice matters. And honestly, the more you realize that the people that are starting successful businesses or doing cool things they're not full of like a million really incredible thoughts and ideas too. They have this exact same thoughts as you and I, they just speak mm-hmm. them into existence. Mm-hmm. And so if you can take out that fear of judgment and failure, or, you know, someone shooting down your idea, if the worst thing that happens is someone shoots you down, oh, well, we'll go take it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's funny. I'm working on that right now. And something that I've kind of like come up with as a sentence for myself is like, I process verbally and I think this could be a great idea tell me what you think. So then I'm actually telling myself, this could be a great idea. So get it out there. And like, sometimes even as I'm saying it, I'm like, now that I've said it, it's not a great idea. (laughs) That's okay. And we're done here. And we're going to come up with another one. Moving on. Or you could say, you know, for example, if I wanted to share an idea with you, I could say, you are so phenomenal at networking and really mm. cr- the creative brainstorming process. I'd love your feedback on this. Ooh, so you yeah. actually kind of preface it with, hey, I know that you have this unique angle. Can you bring it to the idea that I have? And mm. that's going to make other people, even if I said something terrible, you probably already feel kind of like proud of yourself right now, right? Totally. I mean, you feel good. So you're going to- I've already listen. bought it. Gonna, you just, you, you got me bought it. Yeah. <laughs> Even if your feedback is like, well, that's not a great idea. And here's why you're going to deliver it with kindness. And so mm-hmm. I think if you remember the person sitting across from you is a human being with mm-hmm. feelings and make everything about them, they're going to be so gentle in their responses. And you know what? Sometimes they won't be and that's okay. Like some people are just unkind and you can take that and move on. And it's not, it's not a judgment against you as a human.
All right, who has time to stop and put together a nutritious lunch in the middle of the workday when you're gaining momentum, checking off your to-do list? With the launch of light pink around the corner, I definitely don't. And that's why I turn to Territory Foods to provide me with a healthy, quick meal. Territory is a chef-driven marketplace of meals that are sustainably sourced, nutritionally dense, and ready to eat in, wait for it, just 90 seconds. Territory only uses healthy fats, clean proteins, and lots of sustainable sustainably harvested seasonal produce. The entire menu is free of gluten, inflammatory oils, dairy, and refined sugar, which is huge because I am really trying to watch my sugar this year. When searching for the meals you'd like to enjoy for the next week, use their filters to make sure your meals never include ingredients that you might be allergic to, like nuts or soy, or foods that you just don't like. You can also set a range for grams for specific nutrients like fat, protein, and sodium. We are always going for our protein-rich meals because that's when I feel my best. So I go for their seared steak and garlic broccoli mash or the Asian style noodle salad with grilled chicken. It's like a restaurant meal in your own home with flavors you would never imagine. They taste so freaking good together. Territory's chefs are independent partners who work in their own fully certified commercial kitchens. Territory's dietitians ensure that the meals meet nutritional standards. And every week, Territory will ask you what you like and what wasn't your favorite so they can recommend meals that will suit your taste better. So to save $75 across your first three orders, trust me, they're going to make your life so much easier. Plus free shipping. Go to TerritoryFoods.com and use the promo code Lori75. That's $75 you can save across your first three orders along with free shipping by going to TerritoryFoods.com with promo code Lori75. Now that you're hungry, let's get back to the episode. that so much and even just pointing that out and and I love the way that you phrase that and I also I think it's important for everyone to realize there is a percentage of humans who are prickly pears and <laughs> that is okay that's a great scent you know but it's not something that you want to rub all over your body like it's just I think it was Dave Asprey did a podcast with me a long time ago and he was saying like I think it's four percent of people are literally wired just to be assholes and poke holes and everything and that really made me feel better when I bump into the four percent and I'm like like, this is their job. Like, it's literally their job for maybe you as a human, Shannon, to like get more of a backbone or for me to get more of a backbone or to say, that's okay. It makes you stand really, sometimes the opinions that hurt the most are the ones that get you really firm and clear on what you actually believe in. Because you're like, oh my God, someone really, you know, who I viewed as important just kind of poked a hole in this. And yet I still think it's a great idea and I'm still moving forward hundred percent. Like I'm not going to give that up just because they said this. So it's like knowing all of those things that are just so vital. So I love that. Okay. Are we ready? We could talk all day about all of these things. I told you this could be 75 podcasts. Okay. <laughs> Seven myths of entrepreneurship. You have myth one as you only do work that you love. Oh man. Okay. I feel like there is a huge myth about entrepreneurship and the internet perpetuates this. It's gotten worse in the decade that I've been an entrepreneur because mm-hmm. we see all the podcasts and the, the curated Instagram posts. And you see, in my opinion, from the outside looking in, you only see the top 5% of entrepreneurship, mm. which is 
best 5%, right? You see the champagne, the, you know, the, the flashy cars, the, I don't, I don't even know the fulfilling stuff. You see the exciting stuff. If you want to get to a place where you only do work you love, right? Maybe you're leaving your corporate job because you want to do work you love. You have to be comfortable with the fact that you are always going to do at least 15% work you don't love. Totally. Like it just comes, it just comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's way better than working for the man because it's the 15% that you choose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still the stuff that you don't want to do that you choose to do. But getting past that notion of, but I quit my job to do work I love. This was supposed to be some glamorized version that it's not. Listen, it is hard. Entrepreneurship, the most of the, you know, 95% behind the scenes you don't see is glued to a computer, blue white glasses, laptops, and especially the early days. Oh man, all I remember is putting my kids to bed at seven o'clock and working until two o'clock in the morning and then waking Mm. up with a baby in the middle of the night and then getting up and do it all over again. Like you don't see any glory for the first like three years. I don't know anybody. (laughs) I don't know anybody that's seen glory faster than that, right? Like it's Mm. grind. It's, it's, burnt bridges and painful breakups and Mm. cash flow months that stuff just sucks. And, you know, things aren't going the way that you want them to, or expensive hires that didn't work out. Like nobody talks about that. And Mm. honestly, it's, it's embarrassing. Nobody wants to share their worst moments publicly. Everybody that's running a business that could tell you those things, like there's all these legal things that you can and can't say too. It's like, you just don't know unless you're in it or in private circles with friends. But I think when you have that realization, it reminds you that, okay, you know what? Today's part of the 15% of the suck. Mm -hmm. That's a few months in a row, but I'm going to get through this and it's going to get me to the next stage. And I do this because I want to do work I love and the bad parts come with it too. I am super in the 15% right now. Thankfully, there's a lot of great things. But yeah, it is, I mean, it is long processes of being, there are certain times you can't, or I'm such in the logistics right now. And that's not obviously where I thrive. It's kind of where my soul dies. But in the beginning, I just don't have, I don't have the choice. If I want it set up in the way that I want, I have to be in that. And I have, like, I am talking to myself so much throughout the day. Like, you can do this. You can do hard things. Like, we're just going to get through this. And of course, there'll, there'll be more, but it goes in spurts, right? So... I don't know. And it's so, that's where we get to grow though. That truly is like, we don't grow through all the celebrations. You're just kind of like in that beautiful space during celebration. This is where you get to find out a lot about yourself and, you know, can you make the mundane enjoyable? Can you learn from it? Can you grow from it? So I so feel that. And I think it's important. And I would say too, if you're in that season right now, you're not doing it wrong. Yeah. I know a lot of people that will scroll Instagram and compare themselves to other, you know, more established entrepreneurs and feel so defeated because they're not making the sales, they're not having the launches, they don't aren't getting the big press features. Like same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like every single person that you see that has something that you want, they've been through the situation you're in right now or worse or you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you give yourself permission, like actually, just because it's hard doesn't mean I'm doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Totally. I'm just doing the stuff nobody sees. Yeah. And it usually, 
majority of the time, and I don't want to plant the story for people, but it usually takes a lot longer than you think. And a lot of times why you haven't seen that is because during that long period of time, I'm not out on Instagram every day going, man, this is really long. (laughs) It's been another. I know I said that was going to come out three months ago or six months ago, but we're still waiting. And, you know, it's an interesting dance between wanting your audience to have faith in you, sharing what's real, and then not being a drag. It's a really interesting dance as an entrepreneur to like, how much of it do I share? And sometimes when you're in it, there are days I got to be honest, I can't share it. It's just too, it's too heavy. Like I need to like, I don't, I wouldn't even know what to say about it other than like just swear words for paragraphs and like, good night, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And a very, like a very public entrepreneur too. So I want to add, you know, not every entrepreneur also has a public platform like you or I do. And so the expectation for someone like you or I to share everything and that you're seeing a full picture is, is not fair. Right. And so I think we can kind of take that pressure off of ourselves. You know, you think about like your, most of my, you know, most of my friends that just have normal Instagram accounts, they don't have public profiles. They just share pictures like with their spouses and their kids of like the best parts, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to see, we just had like an all out fight. We were up all night crying. Like you're not going to talk. You're just not going to share that. So when you realize there's so much behind the curtain, you're not seeing, Mm -hmm. I would really encourage you if you're feeling like I'm doing it wrong. It's so much easier for everybody. I would encourage you to have these conversations behind closed doors with other people, because I guarantee they've been through it. You know, I was just talking to someone this weekend. And I was like, oh, there's this like thing happening and I don't know what to do. And I'm not allowed to talk to anybody about it. And mm. four people were like, oh, I've been through that too. Here's what happened. But you're not going to find that on the internet. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's why we got to find each other, truly. Yeah. You, that's why you have to reach out and, and connect with other people who are going through it with you is because sometimes publicly you cannot, you can't, or you're not ready for it, or you're not like mentally capable of handling more eyes on what you're going through. Sometimes you really need to, you know, it depends on what type of processor you are too. You need to respect that as well. So I love all of those. Okay. Myth two, you do what you want when you want. Yeah. Okay. I feel like this isn't as much a thing as it used to be, but in the early days of Instagram, I swear everybody was taking selfies with their laptops. Yes. Oh girl, I come from network marketing. It was like, Like, I'm on the beach all day. And then I go up to the hotel and work. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So we all now work from home and work from anywhere. So it's like a little bit different, but I feel like there's a kind of this myth of entrepreneurship. There's no strings attached. You can kind of do anything. But I think the truth is you're going to work whenever you have to in the most random places that you have to do. So when it's 10 o'clock on Saturday night and like something breaks on one of your pages, you're not going to call your coding to your developing team. If you want it fixed before Monday, you're going to do it yourself. Like, I can't tell you the number of times I've been on vacation, signed off, don't contact me, I'm off the grid, and like a fire erupts, and you're the only person that can put it out. And when you realize that, you know, this is, yes, you get incredible freedom, and I can go wherever I want, whenever I want, but I also have to be to some degree on 24-7. Mm-hmm. And that's why boundaries are so important. So you don't become available to everybody all the time, but you have to appreciate that. Okay, there's going to be those 10 o'clock nights when you get the phone call and it's you, you're looking around, you are the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will I will never call my team at two o'clock in the morning when something's going wrong, right? And when you realize that actually, okay, you're going to get great flexibility, but instead of working nine to five, mm-hmm. you're going to work 
24-7. Congrats. Oh my God. My sister-in-law, we go home for a month every summer to Wisconsin and we still work there. But she had worked for a startup for years. She's freaking amazing. And she just took her HR business, became an entrepreneur. So it was the first summer where she was an entrepreneur during the summer and had this month. And she was like, so stressed out. She was like, I'm here, but I'm so not present because I feel like I didn't take vacation and I'm I'm still working. It was the first time she really was like, this isn't fun. Like she was like, this isn't fun. Last time I was here, it was so much fun. And it was fun. I had all this space and no one was contacting me because I was off of work and these were the hours. And I was like, it's going to be fun again, I promise. It's just yeah. the initial, she was struggling with the initial how do you stop? Where do you put your own boundaries on? Because nobody's telling you and nobody's helping you when your client needs you. Yeah. And a lot of times boundaries means making less money. Yeah. You know, I was talking, I was talking to my trainer about this. As your business gets bigger, you get more systems and teams. And you know, when you're off, the business can continue to grow and scale, or at least that's the goal. But in the early stages of entrepreneurship, you know, my trainer was saying, when I go on vacation, like I don't make, I don't make money. I'm not like training clients. Mm -hmm. And so especially those early days of entrepreneurship, I would say the first like $250,000 in revenue, those can feel so painful to set boundaries because it means losing out on money totally. and opportunities. And you know what? I've been doing this for almost a decade and I still feel that way. I'm like, no, but a whole month off, like the things that I could do. And I, you know, I'm sure you find this too. When you go on vacation, you're like, okay, I've got an idea for this. I've got an idea for Always. this. Like your brain just, it doesn't ever stop. And so it's kind of rewiring it to realize like, okay, we're not going to do a nine to five. And listen, I know that nobody in corporate America really does a nine to five either, but okay, it's going to kind of be all the time. So I need to figure out what's going to work for me so that when things hit the fan at 10 o'clock on Saturday night and I'm out with friends and I'm supposed to be having a good time, I can take a breather, escape for 20 minutes, get it solved, come back. And that can become a kind of a part of your flow in your life instead of just like your sister-in-law. Why is this happening? It used to be so fun. Uh, totally. Yes. I love that. Okay. Myth three. Once you make it, you're set for life. I know. I know. I really thought this was going to be done at 40, you know? <laughs> the, long, did the long dramatic pause say enough? You know, I remember listening to a podcast with, I think it was David Chang of Momofuku. With a, he's a chef, restaurateur, restaurateur mm. saying his name, his last name right, in New York City. He has some amazing restaurants. And he was talking about how he had had tons of success with his first restaurant. And so he kind of felt like everything he touched turned to gold. And then one of them failed miserably. Mm. And that's something that I can definitely relate to. You know, I've started, I have four successful businesses, but that's not my like full entrepreneurship mm. track record. Like I've definitely had failures. Even now, you know, I'm about to relaunching my personal brand and in 2022 launching my next business. And I got to tell you, I'm like, what if it doesn't work? Mm -hmm. Totally. Like, what if nobody buys it and I'm not any good at this? And actually, it was a terrible idea. And I've now spent more money because you take bigger and bigger risks right. each time, right? Because you're like, no, I know how to do this. Yep, right we there. To, we don't need a bootstrap this time, right? I can, go, right? I can go get funding. I know how to do this. And it can be really scary when you put that pressure on yourself. Mm. Just because you did one thing well doesn't mean that everything you do is going to be amazing. And again, like, take that pressure off yourself. Like, you're allowed to fail. Mm -hmm. One failure doesn't make you a failure. And just because you had one success doesn't mean everything that you touch is going to be successful. And I think it keeps you humble. It's a good gut check to remember. Okay. All right. 
we're we're doing this again and here goes. But I I definitely thought, oh, you know, those entrepreneurs, they've got so much money and they're so so successful and all they do is brag about how much money they have. No, like you make more money, you start a more successful business. Now you've got a bigger payroll, you've got bigger expenses, the risks are higher. You're going like it just, everything becomes more extreme. So if you can't handle it at the entry level of, you know, your first hundred thousand dollars in revenue and those risks and those cash flow problems just are too much for you. Don't scale it. Like mm-hmm. go get a job. I wish, like that's the greatest thing that I wish I could have told myself or someone right. that wanted to be an entrepreneur because it doesn't get easier. It, it actually gets more extreme. You just get better at handling it. Okay, so I don't know if you guys listened to the recent episode about some guardrails that Chris and I are going to be putting into our lives. One of them was only choosing two days a week of drinking alcohol, unless of course we're on a vacation. But the other was drinking no less than 60 ounces of water every single day. And you know how and who is going to help me do that is liquid IV because I definitely do not love drinking plain water. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. Liquid IV has incredible hydration flavors like watermelon, lemon lime, strawberry, pina colada, and more. You guys, I love how good it makes me feel. And when I am hydrated, I just notice I think better and my workouts are so much better. I love liquid IV during my workouts. So I have half of a packet during my workout. And then I like to add the other half to another big bottle of water so that I'm getting so much of my water early in the day. So it contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. And it has three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. So go grab your liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code happy at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code happy at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com promo code happy. You have to have these conversations with yourself where you get right with like either what's coming next or what could happen. And I think for me to start a company to raise $2 million to have that pressure, I had to have the get right conversations of what if this doesn't work? Will you still be okay? And that needs to come before you do that. <laughs> like, yeah. will you well, still the be okay? Has to always be, yeah. Has to always be, I'm going to be okay. I had the conversation with my husband this weekend. He was like, okay, Shannon, what's the worst case scenario yes. here? I was like, what's the worst case scenario? Are you going to be okay? Yeah. You know what? I am. Would it suck? Yeah. Am I going to be okay? Yeah. And you have to always be comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you have to like it. Yeah. Or like, you know, it doesn't mean, but it's, it's a reality of, you know, all of the, joys of entrepreneurship don't come mm-hmm. without the lows too. That is where you have to go. And I, I it's just reassuring knowing so many people and you've had that conversation. I, I know when I ask people that they've all had that conversation because there are times where you're like, am I just supposed to feel like this isn't going to fail and I shouldn't even talk about it? But that That's creates, that shit will wake you up at 2 a.m. and consume you whole if you don't look at it. So yeah, yeah, I think that's a really important like conversation to have with your loved ones and other people to help support you through it. 
Yeah. It's pretty narcissistic too, to think that mm-hmm. everything like, you know, of course it's going to work out like that eternal, like on like a toxic optimism. Yeah. Like, no, it's not going to all work out. Like things are going to go wrong. And so you need to be prepared with the best case scenario. Absolutely. That's the easy, fun thing to prepare for, but also the worst case scenario and everything in between. And I'm, listen, I'm not trying to be a pessimist. Mm-hmm. I'm just a realist who's done this for a long time. And I think if you can realize like, okay, things are going to go wrong and I am strong, I'm resilient, I'm prepared to handle this. You know, I this is such a great convo because a lot of people are like, yeah, but what about prayer and the law of attraction and all of the things? Like if I think about that then and prepare for it, that means maybe I don't have faith. I think it allows you to let go of all of the negative things that you could think about. And once you have a plan for it, then you can actually now be free to be like, okay, I'm set if something happens. Now I can actually free myself up to say, nope, you're good. Like you, you thought of all the things, go back into faith mode. Yeah. And whatever higher power you believe in, none of us have the answers. Mm -hmm. So if you're so set on it happening one way and looking one particular way, you're actually preventing yourself. So I think one of the greatest things you can do is stay open to, okay, this is what I want. And I'm flexible on how we get there. So Mm -hmm. when things go wrong, I'm going to take that and be like, okay, change of direction. Okay. Pivot. Yep. I'm paying attention. We're going to get to where we want to go. And when you have that belief, you can't fail because as long as you don't stop, you're not going to fail. Right. I think that the truly the only failure is saying like, I don't even want to say giving up because sometimes that's the right answer too, but saying just quitting, right? Like if it's something doesn't work out, figure out a way around it, through it, below it, around it, whatever direction we're going and then move on to the different direction for how you can get to that same goal. Yes. Okay, number four, it's Instagrammable and sexy AF. (laughs) It is the ugliest thing, literally. The reality is like messy hair, Mm -hmm. sitting in front of a laptop screen on a couch in a corner of like your kid's playground. I don't even know. Nothing about the actual day-to-day of running a business is pretty. The pretty stuff is the marketing. Yeah. Like the fun podcast, the cute photo shoots, the nice websites, the launch events, the poolside parties, like that is that 5% I was telling you about. Like the stuff that you are shown is curated marketing. The reality of it is kind of a hot mess. I've never seen a business with a playbook that's just impeccable. Every single business is kind of like trying to figure out their operating systems and figuring out their hire, like reorganizing their company structure all the time. Mm -hmm. It's a mess and you have to be kind of excited about adaptability. Like you said earlier, you know, all the businesses have similar blueprints, but I got to figure out what's the way I tweak it. And having that flexibility actually makes it a lot of fun, but it's not pretty. Oh man, I can't tell you the amounts of time, like even during the pretty things that there's either been, you know, maybe it's events that people are like, oh my God, those are so amazing. And you must love putting on the events. And and yes. And during it, we're struggling to try to be present and to give the best info. And we just found out that somebody's pissed in the back and wants their money back at an event. And we have to deal with being like the best host ever while someone is like tromping off to their room upset. Like, and you don't get the luxury of dealing with your emotions. You just have to be on like, and while I sound like a brat saying that, like it's at the same time, it's, it's real. It's like, 
when there's just so many things that we look at that we're not realizing once you hear the story, like it's, yes, it's so cool that we get to do these different things or, you know, friends that like maybe they've gotten to walk runways or even do just like the most glamorous things ever. And then you hear the stories behind it. And while they're so grateful for the thing, it's just not what we think. It's just not what you think. Yeah. I love that. Yes. And Mm -hmm. yes, it's so cool. It's so fulfilling. It's It's so cool. Like checking things off your bucket list and it's the most emotionally draining thing you'll ever do. And it's going to require the highest level of EQ that you ever thought possible. Mm -hmm. And especially that event example. And again, I just go back to what people see on what you're running a business and what's happening behind the scenes. I was just at one of my friend's events and the same thing, like as an attendee, I had the greatest experience ever. I loved it. It was so fun. It was impeccable. Wow. They worked so hard. She was so shiny and like everything was so good. And then after we go out and she tells me about, you know, the drama that happened behind the scenes and the person that was doing this and the vendor that didn't show up here. And you realize, Oh, I didn't know any of that was happening. And it's the same thing that happens on Instagram, right? When you see the and all the good stuff. It's just a level of awareness of, hey, if I want to get into this, I want to run my own events. I want to do these things. I want to be an entrepreneur like this. Just know mm-hmm. there's going to be some surprises and you're not alone. We all go through it. You're not alone. You're, you're not doing not. it wrong. And you're going to fast forward two months after the thing or even a month, or if you're lucky and you get real ninja at the emotional thing, because some of us can, you are grateful for it. And it sounds so messed up, but it's like, wow, that taught me this or wow, this allowed me to do this or wow, this allowed me to expand into a place where I can hold this much responsibility to now be able to have this business. It's the craziest, most emotional, most beautiful thing. And I love that we're just shedding light on you're not doing it wrong if you feel this way, which can then allow you to enjoy the rest. It's like, this is all a part of it. This is a part of it. That'd be like saying, I can't enjoy being married because of these crazy effed up parts over here. And it's like, that's being married. So how do you, you know, how do you work through it and get to enjoy the really good parts? Because those other parts, you're going to just work through it and learn from them. So, okay. So myth five, you make infinite amounts of money. (laughs) Don't you wish? Don't you wish? I just feel like what I learned in the beginning or what I thought, I was like, but they just said they had a 10-figure launch and they just did multiple seven-figure launch. And I'm like, how are these people doing this over and over? And then I learned they're not. Or they're sharing it with 40 other people. Or they paid half of it in ads or more. And it's just like demystifying it to me would have probably let me enjoy my launch more. Yes. So when I started was a wellness entrepreneur, being a six-figure dietitian was like the epitome of career. I remember the first year in business that I made six figures, I actually made, I think it was about $300,000. And I was wow. like, I am the richest person alive. But at the end of the day, I actually paid myself less than $50,000. Mm-hmm. And these are very real conversations that I think if you want to be an entrepreneur, you should start having with other entrepreneurs. Great revenues, top line revenue. Love that number. Love hearing about how much you made with your launch. What are the expenses? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your payroll? How many people on your team? What's your take home? What's your profit share? And peeling back the layers, you know, even if you have a seven figure business, which is 
a big business. Most people will never reach that level. It's also still considered a small business Mm -hmm. because you still only have like three to five employees. But if you have a seven figure business, you're not making seven figures, maybe 250, which is a great, great, great job, right? Maybe it's more, maybe you've got a phenomenal profit margin, but I think realizing that actually it's not this infinite resource, you know, even if you are making $5 million a year in your business, you have finite expenses, you have variable expenses, and you're always going to have to manage your money. And actually, the more money you get, it's the same thing, like just more complicated to manage. And so the more people you, you have, have to this, hire to manage it, <laughs> you have to, there's people you hire. And honestly, literally, the more success I've had in business, the more I've realized that I am like barely even in business. Like there's always someone with, a lot more than you. And so if you can take that perspective off of like, when I hit six mm. figures, when I hit seven figures, mm-hmm. I will just have like all the money for all the things and I'll finally be happy. It's just not true. I was just as happy at $30,000 a year. I much prefer the luxuries of my life now, but if you can't find happiness, that money's always going to be a finite resource. You're always going to be running out of it. It's just the problems that you have with money now will just be magnified. Gosh, we were just talking about this on a walk the other day about how it's just, it's a different set of problems. You know, when we were maybe in our 30K jobs, it was like our problems were stress around money. And I guess now, I guess our problems now are stress around money. It's just the magnitude, right? It's they're just different. They're just different, and yeah. you know we're all kind of just trading different problems because life without problems is nothing. You're not solving anything, and as humans, we like to solve. We like to grow. We like progress. So now I just have a different, you know, I think, and that's what you learn as you grow your business, right? You, it's sometimes <laughs> the middle's messy, and you're like, I can't wait until when which brings me right into your next one. It's easier when, which is number six. It's easier when we have X. And now I'm like, that is so silly. I can't believe I kind of like put my mental life on hold waiting to get to this certain place thinking it would solve these certain problems. And I I guess growing and more money has taught me that being present is always your number one goal. Like just trying to figure that out, like enjoying what you do and also somehow trying to be present in your life. I firmly believe it doesn't get easier. You just get better at handling it. Like you personally get better. Mm -hmm. And I think that's actually really encouraging because listen, I don't want to sound insensitive. Like I remember making $2,000 a month and wondering how I was ever going to afford a washer and dryer. Like I remember those days. It's not fun. But if you appreciate that, okay, this is going to be hard and I'm going to get through it. And then as as soon as I solve this problem, there's going to be a new one. You know, initially it's sales. How do I even sell stuff and get things out there? And then once you solve that problem, then it's operations. Oh, we have all these sales. How do I package them? How do I support the customers? How do, how do we do this? And then once you solve that, it's hiring your team. Wait, who, who do I need? What's organizational design? Nobody taught me this. I guess I'm going back to Google, right? And so your problems just get replaced with newer problems. And if you take away this, I'm going to be happy when mm-hmm. I make $10,000 a month, it's going to be easy when. If you pull that back, you realize that actually it's a huge journey of growth and opportunity for you. So, okay, myth number seven, everyone else is doing it better than you. Doesn't it feel that way? 
oh gosh. I mean, I can pull up Instagram right now and tell you all the women who are doing it better than me. Yeah, I share that because, you know, even coming on this podcast, I was like, oh, she's so much better at business than me. Oh shit, that's so funny. I told myself, like, what are the facts? Right. What are the facts? Because we do this. We're like, oh, they are, you know, better at X, Y, Z. What are the facts? The facts are, I don't even know. I have no idea what her business is like, what it's like running it from the inside. You know, I don't know what her numbers are. Is she better at doing it? Where did that idea even come from? And when you start to kind of question, hold on, hold on. We're not in a competition against each other. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that she has things that she struggles with in entrepreneurship. I have things. I'll send you a list right after this. (laughs) Yes. But I think that's such a normal feeling. I'm the only person who's Mm -hmm. ever struggled with this problem. I'm the only one who can't figure it out. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody else is just doing it so well. Like, oh, I can, even when I say that I can feel that in my gut, it feels so true. Yeah. But the facts are everybody's struggling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody's struggling in life and business. The facts are there is no playbook for entrepreneurship. <laughs> you figure it out as you go. Every business is different. They all look different. The facts are we have to really give ourselves permission to show up and show up imperfectly. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you want to leave people with? What are you feeling on your heart right now? I think if I could leave one thought, it would just be to truly give yourself permission to show up imperfectly. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have all the right words, all the best ideas, feel like you belong in a room. Your ideas matter. You can absolutely be successful with things. Like you don't need somebody else to believe in you. I genuinely believe you can believe in yourself enough for the whole world. Mm -hmm. So if you can really tell yourself that actually I can do this and push out the outside voices, I promise that you're going to create growth beyond your wildest dreams. Mm. So good. Well, I adore you. I was telling her, I'm like, she has just got the best girlfriend energy ever. How do we buy all the t-shirts? How do we get on your email list? I can't believe I told you first. I'm actually really excited now. <laughs> no sweatshirts. The best way to find me, follow, is just to follow on Instagram at okay. Shannon Monson. It's S-H-A-N-N-A-N. The best place to find me is on Instagram at Shannon Monson. Amazing. Okay, you guys, I'm so grateful for you, Shannon. Thank you so much for your time. For real, she's one of my favorite accounts to follow. So definitely go check her out. And the biggest gift that we can do for our guest is when this comes out, give it a screenshot, tell her what your biggest takeaway was. If there's something that you're like, oh my God, I can like go do the thing or I can't believe that I'm not alone in this. And it's always so much fun to see the impact that our guests made. So you guys, I'm so grateful for you. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. 
They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently, and most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday. I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back. And I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community 
for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community. And everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody going to be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to Circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool.